Blog Talk Radio. Greetings all and welcome to Getting Loopy. Join us on Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern for a little loopy fun. Tonight is August 27th, 2018. Well, so the first thing that's on my mind is uh, little loopy is turning 22 tomorrow. So how old must the rest of us be? That uh, little Loopy is, is is she's not even a pretend adult anymore. She is a real actual grown up. So uh, send up a little thought for little Loopy while you're listening to the show. At 22 years old, amazing how time flies. Uh, what else is going on? Oh my gosh, the Lancaster Fiber Festival was awesome. Um, and I wish you guys had come. I did see a lot of familiar faces, so that was pretty cool. We had make and takes from Tamara Kelly at Moogly Blog and Jesse Rayot at Jesse at Home. And I was there, and there were some Elkies there, some of Kathy Lashley's group, Elk Studios. I met some wonderful people that were followers of hers. And Doug Krynick was there making friendship bracelets. And we did arm knitting and unicorn painting and quilting. And it was a really, really cool show. Um, also, Shout out to my new friends at Yakageni, I can't say it, I think it's Yakageni Yarns um, that I just met. They were a lot of fun and big supporters of crochet. And don't ask me how to, they have a sign up that tells you how to pronounce it. And I know they're on Instagram as Yak Yarns, but it's spelled Y-O-U-G-H Yarns. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, As always, you can follow me on Instagram, Hooked for Life LLC with the number four, not the words spelled out. And uh, see all the places I go and all the pretty yarn that I see while I'm out in the world. So speaking of yarn, tonight we have Ray Blackledge on. Now, I've been getting messages about this show. I have finally picked a topic that you're excited about. So Ray is going to tell us about a new yarn from Premier Yarns. And... Uh, it is aimed specifically at crocheters, so we can stop whining that we don't get uh, all the good things that you want. So hang on one second. I'm going to see if I can get her mic on. Ray, I think you're with us. Are you there? Um, hello. Yep, you're on. You are you are live on tape. <laughs> okay. But now is the time to not say anything horrible. Hi, Ray. Oh. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Getting Loopy. This is your first time on the show, so it's always exciting to have new guests. Oh, thank you for having me tonight. Oh, no problem. Now, I know everybody wants to hear about the yarn, but we have to ask you the traditional first Getting Loopy question, which is, when did you learn to crochet and who was it who taught you? Well, I I probably don't have the typical answer for this because I have a great when did I learn to knit story? Cause that is what I learned first, which is like when I was fourth grade and my you know, grandma, my dad's side came and I only saw her like a few times growing up and she taught me and how I learned to crochet was actually um, in my twenties when I owned a local knitting shop, I just could not find a crochet teacher. I, I, I really thought it was important to offer crochet classes and not just cater to for, the knitting community. We love, but I, we love you for that. Uh, <laughs> So, because I couldn't find anyone to teach crochet, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have to learn how to crochet myself so I can teach crochet. So, I was self-taught. I just got on the internet and learned to crochet so I could teach crochet classes. Well, all learn to crochet stories are good stories. So, just 
just for that. You know, Ray, all the millions of years that I have known you, I had no idea that you owned a yarn store at any given point. I really did not know that about you. Yeah, pretty much throughout my 20s um, um, up in Michigan. So, Okay. Well, I, yeah. I and again, I've known you forever. I've known you when you were at Willow, and I've known you, you know, in other places that you have worked, and I had no idea you owned a yarn store. So, see, guys, we all learn new things on getting loopy, not just you listeners. So, how did you get from yarn shop owner? Now, I don't want to say your title wrong. Are you the design director at Premier? What is your title? Are you the creative director? Creative I don't man- know what your title is. Uh, creative manager. <laughs> Okay. We don't, we don't, so it's sort of like creative get, director, but we just have a little bit different of a structure at Premiere. So. Nothing wrong with but that. If, I just want to make sure I get yeah. people's titles right. But how did you get from yarn store owner to creative manager? Because a lot of people who listen to the show are interested in being in the industry in one way or another. And that sounds to me like it might be an, an interesting progression for some of our listeners. Yeah, well, I mean, when I opened my shop, and it was very much my mom and I on a lark, like, oh, wouldn't it be great to own a knitting shop, and decided to own, I mean, it just was a very much on a lark sort of thing, Um, and Mm -hmm. learned on our feet, but in that time, I spent, you know, a lot of time learning how to design patterns, I hand-dyed yarn, um, and just as being a shop owner, I spent a lot of time designing and kind of learning that side of the industry, too. Um, doing my own indie mm-hmm. pattern line. Um, and, you know, eventually after nine years of retail, I was like, okay, I think this is run its course. And I was like, what I really want to do is design full time. Cause who wouldn't want to design full time? Um, and I was like at a good, eat, but that is a different story. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Well, I, so I decided, I decided to start sending my resumes in and, um, I contacted, you know, Premier and I'm like, you know, I'm thinking about moving down to North Carolina and, you know, if you're ever in, you know, looking for an in-house designer, here's my resume. I hope you keep me in mind. And I was lucky enough they had an opening. Mm -hmm. So you worked for Willow Yarns first, didn't you? Yes. Um, that was kind of, it's a long story, but yeah, I did um, Willow Yarns <laughs> for a few years. At the same time, I was doing Premiere. It's kind of like a part-time one on part-time the other, and then now I'm full-time at Premiere. Which is which is pretty exciting. Um, so how long have you been at Premiere full-time? It's been a couple years now, hasn't it? It has. It's probably been two and a half years. That I've been there full time and about five and a half years altogether. Mm-hmm. Now, one mm-hmm. of the things, and I actually mentioned this when I got back from Creativation in January, I mentioned to the listeners one of the things I thought was pretty cool that was going on at Premiere was your new. You were. Do you remember us sitting at the table and you were showing me your new lookbooks and how you had uh, gone to a lookbook model and you were spending a lot more effort on modernizing your photography. And yeah. I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. Cool. And that was something that you personally worked very hard on, wasn't it? It it has been. And it's been something I've continued to put a lot of effort into this year. And I think we've done some really kind of really cool photo shoots. And actually the yarn we're going to be talking about today is some a yarn that I think we did a really neat photo shoot for. And there's another yarn I think we might have some time to mention about it. Um, 
that's going to be launching within the next two weeks. I don't know the exact launch date on our website yet, but it's called Mere Woods. Um, for those not familiar with the West Coast or not into the National Park System, um, John Muir was kind of considered the father of the National Park System. And Muir Woods is the park out near San Francisco where the redwood trees are. And we have a new I have actually yard. been there. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and, and so we have this new yarn that has all this gourds, this uh, unique print, whereas like some of the plies are a print and some of the plies are a stripe, so it has this really pretty dappled effect when you knit or crochet it up. Um, mm-hmm. And we kind of developed all the colors around that park. We um, designed, you know, the whole thing was developed around this very forest national park theme. And I got to do okay. the photo shoot um, up in Pisgah National Forest um, in North Carolina. So we have this oh, very gorgeous cool. draw dropping over the mountain overlook photos um, that will be released on premierearns.com, those patterns, in the next two weeks. I was just going um, to say now, if people want to see all these amazing photography that I'm talking about, is that all available on the website? Yes. Yes, that all gets so launched on with an S? Yes. Okay. I just like to spell things. I always get yelled at for talking too fast. And uh, for many of our listeners, English is not their first language. So I'm forever saying yarns with an S, yarn without an S. Make sure that people <laughs> know to go to the right place. Well, that's very cool. But you came to us tonight specifically because there was a new yarn you wanted to talk about. Now, before we came on the air, Ray and I were just talking about how dumb I was, and I didn't ask her for photographs to put on the blog. So we're going to talk about this way cool yarn tonight, and when Ray gets to work tomorrow, she's going to send me some photographs, and I will put them up on the Getting Loopy Facebook page, and I will put them up at the Hooked for Life blog. But I'm a big dummy, and I should have gotten the photographs earlier today, but I am hip deep in two other projects that we'll talk about later, so I forgot. <laughs> So Ray is going to paint a magical picture with her words, and then you can actually see some photographic evidence tomorrow on our on my social. <laughs> okay, Ray, sorry, go for it. <laughs> yeah. So the yarn I'm on here tonight to talk about is a new yarn we developed specifically for crocheters. So it's called Everyday Plaid. It is a yarn for crochet planned pooling. Um, we actually worked hand-in-hand with our mill in Turkey to develop the stripe repeat, the, you know, the color length, so that it worked really, really well for that planned pooling technique, which is where you're doing, like, when you crochet, and it works perfectly, like, three single crochets per color, and then you, you know, work each row one stitch short of a full color repeat, so it shifts and kind of makes this plaid pattern as you work your project. Um, and a lot of times, very cool technique. it's interesting to me that it's sticking around because it was a real big flash last year. And I thought, well, that's happened and it's done. But um, it's interesting. I'm seeing tons more projects on Pinterest and on Ravelry and, and stuff like that. And the thing I like about crocheting planned pooling projects, that was a tongue twister, <laughs> is that a lot of it's a really basic stitch. You're either doing single crochet or that sort of single crochet chain one that some people call that the linen stitch in crochet and some people call it the moss mm-hmm. stitch. Um, but it, it 
it's simple stitching, so it's relatively mindless. But in my experience, crocheters really like to have sort of control over the final project, and they, they don't necessarily want to follow a pattern all the time. So I think it's mm-hmm. really cool. That, and, and also depending – now, you can correct me if I'm wrong. My understanding, some of these yarns, the uh, color – ways will obviously be the same throughout the skein because it's the same colors, but the type of pattern you can get, whether you get a plaid or you get an argyle or that kind of thing, um, can that be, it, it's different depending on where you start and the color change. Do I have that right? Well, it's for each, it's more about what kind of, what the stripe, what the yarn, how it's dyed, whether it has little short okay. sections or it has long sections you know, like a long, short, long, short. Um, and that's one thing oh, okay. I think that, yeah. Um, okay. I think that's one thing people found, some people probably found it fun, some people found it frustrating is that with a lot of these yarns, you had to do a lot of trial and error um, because right. a lot of yarns are not dyed where it's the same, exact same multi in every single colorway. So you had well, to be like, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. But that no, no, yeah, that wasn't their intention. I, I think what's cool about this yarn, and tell me the name again, slowly, Everyday Plaid? <laughs> Everyday Plaid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it's a worsted weight or DK? It is a worsted weight. Mm-hmm. Is um, it 100% acrylic? It is 100% anti-pilling acrylic. That's our special um, acrylic that's exclusive to Premier, that when you wash it, all any pills that have come onto it um, – actually come off in the wash. So every time you pull it out of the dryer, it looks brand new. Like it just wow. came off your hook. That is very, very cool. Now, mm-hmm. again, what excites me about this product is that it is people, people started, you know, teaching people how to do plan pulling because it was something that was a happy accident. And then people sort of figured out the math to make it work. And it only, as you <clears> said, it only worked in some yarns. And for some beginning stitchers, it was very frustrating. What's cool about this, it is very specifically planned so that it works. And and it will take some of that frustration level out. Now, Mm -hmm. I want to ask, a lot of times when I've seen planned, pooled projects, they're basically scarves because that's all anybody could figure out. And since you've been doing so much effort into your pattern support and your photography, what kind of things, what kind of patterns can we expect in support of this yarn? That's actually um, with some of the fun of it, uh, because <laughs> there are, you can definitely do more than a scarf, because it doesn't have to be just one repeat wide of that color, you know, color sequence. You can actually do that same pattern and do three, four, five repeats wide and make something wider. But the limitation okay. is to keep, to keep that going is it does kind of have to be a rectangle. Like once you set your width, you do okay. just kind of have to, if you make it, you know, start doing shaping, you're going to lose that pattern. Um, mm-hmm. So the challenge with the designs was coming up with things that looked good that were basically rectangles. And I actually came up, um, we have a total of 10 patterns in crochet, and we did come up with one pattern for the knitters in planned pooling <laughs> in um, garter stitch. Oh, come on. You know, so they're not left out, too. <laughs> uh, we want to leave them out occasionally, not every time. You know I'm a knitter well, too, but you know sometimes the crocheters should have something that's just for them. But but nine to nine to one is okay. We'll take that. We'll take that. Ten, ten to one. Ten to one. 
Ten, ten to one. Okay. All right. Ten to one. Guys, I, I think but, we can let them slide on this, can't we? <laughs> how many how many uh, colorways yes. are available? To There's start. 16. 16. 16 colorways. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of colorways. And um, where where should people go to buy it? Is well, it just, available um, at the big box stores yet or on the website? It is available only at so Joanne Fabrics. Um, Joanne okay. Fabrics. Um, it's going to be available at premieryarns.com on our website. It will be available at Hershers um, through their website, both in the U.S. and Canada, mm-hmm. uh, at, at Mary Maxim. And it's going to be available. It's available right now on loveknitting.com in the U.S. And I am fairly sure it's going to be available on their U.K. site as well. It's just not up there quite yet. Right. Well, um, again, we've we've had Kate on from Love Knitting and Love Crochet, and it's been interesting how they're uh, they're up to their two they have their two uh, two warehouses now, so not everything is everywhere, which is how it used to be in the olden days. But the upside mm-hmm. of that is people are not uh, having to send stuff to the U.S. from the U.K. warehouse mm-hmm. and vice versa. So um, it, it's just out, right? Isn't it just out like a week or two? Um, it set at Joanne's just this past week, and it actually launched on our website today. So it's brand, brand new. Brand, brand new. And you heard it here first, people. You heard it here on Getting Loopy. Um, uh, I've just, my brain, I'm I'm sitting here looking on Ravelry to see if I can find it. <laughs> I don't know if it's made it there yet. I don't think it has. Um, but we'll keep looking, and I'm sure that they'll get all on that tomorrow. So, uh, what else is coming? What else is coming our way from Premier? I'm really excited about this, you guys, because again, the fact that it is made specifically for us is pretty darn cool. Um, I would also, uh, again, talking about the technique, it seems it looks to me like you guys have some videos put up on how to do that uh, planned pooling. Is that we do? I'm just making sure I'm looking at the wrong right place. Yeah, we worked with um, Kristen Mangus. Yeah, we worked with Kristen Mangus. She did a few um, tutorial videos for us on both the basic scarf because it's a 200 gram ball, so you can buy a ball, make a crochet, you know, make a planned pulling scarf. So that's just a really mm-hmm. easy first project. Um, and also on how to do one of the bigger Afghan projects, which involves some like going in one direction, changing colors, you know, picking up and working in the other direction. So some more advanced things in that pattern. Um, So we definitely have some tutorial videos and there's a lot of tips and tricks in there that if your gauge starts going a little off, how to, you know, correct things to make sure that your pooling goes, you know, smoothly and nice in an even line. Um, You know, the patterns, we definitely, it's not just, you know, the obvious, scarf or a cowl. There's ponchos. There's, um, I know I did a vest and a jacket. Uh, there's a little like baby sleep sack with a hood. You know, I tried to come up with a lot of really fun things and try to stretch as much as I could. Like what we could like, is it just a rectangle? Like what, what can we turn a rectangle into? And I think that there's a lot of fun things there that can be made. Maybe some unexpected things. Um, that, I think that's very cool. Um, you guys, I, I 
I hate to say it, Ray. I'm having a hard time finding it on the premiere website. Uh, but all the color, uh, ten of the colors are up on Love Knitting right now. So I did find it there. And tomorrow on the 28th, on Tuesday, Ray's going to send me pictures, and I'll get some pictures up on the blog and on the website and on the Getting Whoopie group, so you can see. Um. So the gauge thing is something I wanted to talk about because one of the reasons that I found people were getting frustrated with that technique was they would get it set, it would start off, it would be okay for a couple of rows or even 10 rows, and then it would go off sideways. So is that your top tip that you have to really pay? Because my understanding is you have to really seriously pay attention when you're uh, when you're stitching away because one little row of the gauge going off can sort of interrupt the continuity of the pattern. It can. And th- there was a couple of things we did to try and help out with that a little bit in the patterns. Um, one is that we didn't set the gauge. Like the way the patterns are written and the way we have you start is not that you absolutely have to get your gauge at exactly 12 single crochets and four inches and, you know, get exactly three single crochets per color. Uh, we actually have um, worked out a system for starting where you basically chain one color repeat, then you work that linen or moss. Hmm? Yeah, See, then you work the... I'm, I'm looking for pictures. <laughs> oh, um, if you go to premieres.com and just go in the search and you type in everyday plaid, everything comes up. I think because it just launched today, it's still not completely in the sun on the homepage yet, but... Um, I did find the videos, though. The videos are on the Premier Yarns website, yeah. uh, the Premier Yarns um, YouTube channel. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, you said they were Kristen's, and, and I was just saying they're on your YouTube channel, not necessarily hers. I think they're on ours first, and then they're going to be on hers after. Eventually. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we worked out a system for starting where basically it's there's a whole little tutorial in the beginning of the pattern, but you actually do it by your gauge. Like it's a self adjusting starting mechanism just by Mm -hmm. working out the number of repeats. So that way you can, you start with a gauge that you're comfortable with. Like you're not going, Oh, I have like, you're not trying to, you know, try and be really stiff to get to this gauge. You're, You're trying to be really loose to get to this gauge. Like you just can start right off with whatever, is comfortable for you to crochet at. That's a really and good I think point. That and I say this all the time when I'm teaching. It, I don't care how hard you try. It's really mm-hmm. difficult to say, oh, I'm going to crochet this project loose or I'm going to crochet this project tight. You know, it's because as soon as you stop paying attention, as soon as something good comes on TV or the phone rings or the dog needs out or whatever, you're mm-hmm. naturally going to go back to the gauge at which you are the most comfortable. And so I always tell people instead of messing with, you know, oh, I'm going to crochet this whole project really loosely, I always tell them, you know, adjust the hook size up or down to get what you need to get. Because Mm -hmm. by increasing the hook size, it will make your stitches. It's easier to get a bigger hook size to match gauge than it is to try and tell yourself that you're going to do something that, frankly, you're just not naturally going to want to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the patterns are written with a bit of flexibility to gauge. Nothing in there is so fitted that, you know, it's written all based on the stitch repeat. 
you know, one repeat of the plaid being seven inches, but it's all where if yours ends up being six and a half or seven and a half, there's none of the patterns are so fitted that that's going to be catastrophic, that if you're off by half an inch for a repeat. So it's more about getting the fabric that you're comfortable getting, something that you're going to naturally right. go to that gauge. And so that alone, I think, really helps people feel comfortable and it's going to help them kind of stay at an even tension. Um, and we mm-hmm. definitely have some, I think, you know, having those colors be a nice bold contrast makes it really easy for you to notice if things are going off. And the sooner you notice things might be shifting a little bit, it's much easier to rip out, you know, five or six stitches and going, oh, I probably got a little tense right there. I should loosen up just for these couple of stitches to keep things on track then, you know, and yeah, kind of just do keeping not want to be thing. thrillers. <laughs> you start tightening yeah. up your stitch when you're, when mm-hmm. you're stitching right along if you're watching some kind of thriller on Netflix. Um, exactly. Oh, man, I had another question that just leaked out my ears. I swear to God, I'm so excited to be home for a couple of months. <laughs> it's, very, it's very, very exciting. Um, so any other trends you see coming up in the crochet world? I, I'm glad that you guys jumped on this one. What else do you see coming down the pike for for my hookers? Uh, for one thing that we actually just um, launched that I think is going to be, or has been really, really popular are these, not just amigurumi, which has been super popular the last couple of years, but giant amigurumi. So we have that yarn couture jazz that's done with like the arm knitting blankets and those giant, you know, it's kind of the similar to those big roving yarns, but okay, it's, uh, yeah. Um, and we actually had a, we had a designer, an outside designer, who came in and designed these amigurumis out of this yarn with, like, a 25-millimeter hook. <laughs> and they're wow. huge. They're ginormous. They're, but they're fantastic. They're, they're just, like, everything you wanted when you were, like, six years old. I mean, everyone in the office has kind of been stealing them out of the design studio and stashing them at their <laughs> desks. And what yarn uh, were you recommending with that? Oh, that's um, Couture Jazz. Couture Jazz, okay. And um, where are those patterns available? Again, are they on Premiere? Are they on Ravelry? Where can people find that? Yeah, all of our patterns are on PremiereYarns.com. I know that, you know, um, Couture Jazz is definitely one of our flagship yarns. It's been really popular the last couple of years, so that's available at Joanne Fabrics is available at AC Moore, and I know those big amigurumi patterns went to Joanne's. So it'll be on the Joanne's website as well. Um, and okay. we have some kits available too for those big amigurumis, so you can just get everything you need. Just I love I love the idea shipped. of that, and I know you said everything you wanted when you're six, but I tell you what, my 22 year old's going to want one if she sees one. So I'm <laughs> I'm sort of glad she doesn't always listen to the podcast because otherwise I'll be getting a note. Saying, Mom, I want this one. She still wants me to make her things. I always say to her, you make it yourself. And she said, well, yes, but you're faster. And I say, well, you would be faster if you would practice. And she goes, "Uh uh-huh. And then she goes off and lives her life. But mom mom still winds up making all this stuff for Christmas, so I'm going to have to check that out. 
All right. Well, I I feel like we covered it. Is there uh, anything else you would like to say before our evening is over about the premier goings and things we should be looking out for? Again, I know um, people were really excited because remember originally we were going to do this last week and then you decided to wait to make sure the yarn was in the stores. And um, it took me it took me a second to change it on the calendar. And people were like, where's that episode with Ray? You told us you were going to tell us about a new yarn. And I'm like, dude, it's a week. Calm down. Because you oh. know if we had done this last week, people would be like, well, okay, it's out, but I can't get it, so I don't want to hear about it. So uh, this was this was the big this was the big thing. So everyday plaid, mm-hmm. and I'll get some pictures and some links up tomorrow. And it's available all throughout the world in 16 colorways, you guys, which I think is amazing. And, yeah, um, and I think just, just keep ahead. an eye out. We've um, get on our mailing list. We have a lot of, we actually, we have a lot of new yarns that will be launching between now and this spring, you know, between now and like January, February next year. A lot of them are going to be mm-hmm. great yarns for crocheters. We have some, you know, finer, thinner yarns coming out, some nice things with bamboos and cottons. And definitely one of my big goals is to make sure that, you know, there may be yarns like Everyday Plaid that definitely are going to lean towards being a dominant crochet pattern collection in some yarns that may lean towards being a dominant knit pattern collection. But overall, you know, keeping, you know, the premier pattern collection really well balanced between the two. So make sure everybody Which you really appreciate. So. Not everything yeah. has to be in both. Honestly, you know, we make jokes here on getting loopy about holding the hook high and the crochet liberation <laughs> front, but you know, not everything has to be for us, but some of it does. And and I think uh-huh. I speak for the community when I say thank you very much for this yarn. I can't, <laughs> I cannot wait to try it out. Now, do you guys have a newsletter or where is the best people, where's the best place for consumers to follow you guys? Which, which social media is your game or is there a newsletter or what's the best way for people to hear about these new things? I would say the very best way would be to get on our email list because that does go out um, fairly regularly on all the new patterns, all the new yarns, you know, anything new that's happening, like when we opened up for international shipping, all of that goes out on our mailing list. So if you go to premierearns.com, there'll be a link there for you to sign up for our email list. Um, Mm -hmm. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, and both of those are great places to catch you know, glimpses of new things. We do a lot of reposting of our fans who post pictures and share what they've been doing. Um, so definitely tag us in what you and what you make and share. We always like seeing customer pictures. Oh, and you guys, before I forget, I do have that recent pattern in Premier Yarns Puzzle, the rustic diamond scarf that is on my blog, hookedforlifepublishing.com slash blog. That is a free pattern also in Premier Yarns, and that's been out for a couple of weeks. It was part of uh, Underground Crafter and Stitches and Scraps. They did their Christmas in July crochet along, and it was part of that group. But uh, that pattern is up now in Premier Yarns Puzzle, which is another one of my favorites. So I always appreciate your support at Premier. Oh, we're always happy to support designers. That's a, that's definitely. Uh, yeah. Terrific. All right, my Ray, I am going to hang up. I'm going to send you an email so that you remember to send me pictures tomorrow. And thank you so very much for coming on tonight. We really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you. All right. 
I'm hanging up. Hold on. Just so you don't hang up the phone and swear, which is what I normally do. Okay, Ray, you're safe. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for joining us here on Getting Loopy tonight. As always, you can follow us on Facebook, the Getting Loopy group. You can email me at gettingloopy2.0 at gmail.com and let me know what kind of shows you want to hear. I know this one generated a lot of excitement coming up, but let me know what you want to hear and who you want me to talk to, and I'll see if I can nail them down. Um, My travel schedule has lightened up, so uh, hopefully I'll get us some more guests for the fall. And thank you, as always, for joining us. Tell your friends, tell your family, hold those hooks high, and we'll see you next week. Good night.